Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Carlton Blue Baggers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Santa Maria. And here we are. After round six, we lose to the Freo Dockers. We lose 97 to 62, going down by 35 points. It's a big it's a big hit for our percentage and it doesn't look too nice, does it? But at the end of the day, we lose to the better side and a side that from opening bounce to the last quarter really did look like the better side. Um, although we did lead at quarter time, I, I felt like they were the better team for pretty much pretty much all day. Uh, patches in there where we, you know, obviously try to get going and try to get the momentum on our side and kick a couple, but overall, I just thought from top to bottom, I thought it was a it was a good Frio win to be honest, and on, just on our behalf, just not good enough. Uh, it wasn't the worst game I've seen the boys play, obviously. I didn't think it was that bad. I've seen a lot of people think like, oh, this was just not good enough. Or Personally, I don't think this was a very bad loss. I think we actually, I think we played okay. I think we tried a few different things. Um, you know, we obviously lost Silvani during the week. Pidna uh, goes down with uh, what's a PCL injury uh, during the game. So look, a lot of things to talk about on this game. But there's only one man I want to start with, and that's Paddy Cripps. He hurts his hamstring against Gold Coast in the first quarter. Everyone's worried, could be out for a while. No, he's only going to miss one week, and he's going to come back the next week. And in this return game of his, what's he going to do? No, he's going to have 32 touches. He's going to kick three goals. He's going to have five tackles. I mean, this guy is... Wow. He's, he's something else. He's, he's the leader of our football club. I mean, this is a guy coming off an injury, rocks up a week, two weeks later, 32 and three. He has eight clearances, five tackles. I mean, he's a star. He's a star of the game. Paddy Cripps is, this is a like a rejuvenation year for him almost. This is, this is prime Cripps we're seeing again. In fact, it's kind of almost better because he's hitting the scoreboard consistently. Every week he's kicking two or three. It's ridiculous. I mean, um, I think this is the second week, second game this year. He's had uh, thirty and three, and he's had a couple of thirty and twos and maybe a thirty and one in there. But uh, he's been absolutely superb this year. And what I love about his game this week is just the confidence he's playing with. His, you can just see he's just filled with that. He's. A shove off over here, a sidestep over here, a little sidestep over there. I mean, he loves to dance in and out and around everyone out there. I mean, go have a look at his highlights again because that is a that is a highlight machine. You look at the highlights from that game and you'll question yourself, are they seriously from one game? Because the way he's just navigating in and out of all these free players, I mean, no one could tackle him. You're doing speed moves here, speed moves there. I mean, he was all over it. Uh, absolute ripper of a game from him. Really, really stoked with how he's gone. He really, you could just see, he clearly tried to lift the team on his shoulders tonight. And, um, you know, he kicked, that, kicked the goal in the last quarter, tried to get us back into it. Set shots looking better. And um, look, I don't think, I've heard some people say he's got, the, he's got the best set shot in the comp now and blah, blah, blah. Obviously, he doesn't have the best set shot in the comp. I think he's just, he's in really good form. That with, you know, he's obviously probably done a bit of work over his um, set shot over the summer, which you'd hope, considering how bad he was last year. And I just think, yeah, it's, you know, he's made a couple of little adjustments, but I think it's mainly just his confidence. I think he's just in really good form. Uh, and at the end of the day, when you, when you 
being with confidence like he is after playing, you know, such a great start of the year of football, I think, yeah, I just think they're going in for him at the minute. And I'm stoked. I, I don't want to jinx it, touch wood, but um, no, I, I don't think he'll keep up this elite set shot kicking. Just wanted to put that one out there. Another bloke, Chera, comes in against the team that drafted him. His old best mates in Brayshaw, the crowd's going to be all over him. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He had a superb game. He also had 32 touches uh, himself, but I was really impressed just the way he kept going. He didn't start off the game on fire, but he slowly built into it the more and more it went on. I mean, he was he was really electric. I, I love the way he's starting to build a lot of strength into his game. He's starting to sh- uh, shrug off a lot, of the, a lot of players and, you know, get through the congestion a little bit easier. Starting to look like a bit more of a midfield bull, even though he's that classy outside midfielder for us. So I'm loving that. I thought it was really good that um, that he showed up the way he did against his old side. I love I love the boost. Keep, keep booing him. It didn't seem to have much of an impact on him. He did get pinned for a couple of holding the balls and whatnot, but look, he, he had a terrific game in my opinion. And when you go up against, you know, the club that drafted you and where you've, you know, played all your career pretty much up until now, I think it's a real, I think it is a, important game for him. I heard Vossi say he doesn't really like care too much for all of that, but no, I, I think it was a really important game for him. I thought it was important for him to go over there and show these blokes what they lost. Show them. Good on him. But um, yeah, I thought that was awesome. Just one more thing I wanted to touch on with Cripps as well. C- can we all take a moment to appreciate the fact that he's just come off signing a contract and he's having a phenomenal year. He's having a phenomenal year coming off the contract. A lot of players, you look at the blokes like Jake Stringer last year, decides to do nothing for three years, then, oh, it's a contract year, it's a contract year, I'm going to be on contract at the end of this year, I want to get paid. So they start to play good. No, 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 that's not how our captain works, mate. Our captain plays like shit for two years with all these back injuries and whatever injuries he was carrying, and then you get his body right, he signs a new contract, and what's he do? He repays the club. That's what I love. I, I, I really just wanted to get that out there because no one's actually even said a word how this bloke comes off signing a contract and comes into this season in the best, best shape of his career probably. And yeah, he's the captain. You expect it from him, so I get it. But let's give some acknowledgement because really at the end of the day, most blokes don't come in in career best form coming like off a freshly signed contract. So I thought that was awesome. Uh, Peter, Peter's injury, I thought that was... That was big for us. That was big. That was a big blow. We clearly tried to get him out there. We, we were trying very long. We, we waited as long as possible, but um, he obviously wasn't allowed to go, and now we know it's a PCL injury. I thought DeConning actually did a pretty good job in the ruck, to be honest. I thought um, against Sean Darcy, didn't think it was that big of a that big of a gap, to be honest. But there was one, there was one man I wanted to talk about. Jordan fucking Boyd, what the fuck are you doing, man? I mean, seriously, all those free kicks you gave away, oh, I was pulling my hair out. To come in as a medical sub and give away that many free kicks in not even a full game of footy, oh, my God. It, 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 it's hard on the eyes, isn't it? It's hard on the eyes. I mean, no, I really wasn't happy with him, to be honest. He... A couple of them just, just not good enough. And honestly, he just didn't have a good day. He just didn't have a good day. I, I don't know why he's the medical sub. 
I mean, we got all these halfback flankers. We were heaps. Anyone who can pretty much play there. Why bring in Jordan Boyd as the medical stop to do the same thing as what we've already got? Why not bring in someone with a bit of a point of difference? Um, but yeah, that that's just my opinion on it. Whatever. Um, yeah. Uh, Zachy Williams. I thought this bloke this week. He's uh, he's hurt me this week. Turnover after turnover. When we're c- trying to come back into the game and he's streaming through the middle. Turnover again, again. He's asking for the ball in positions where he shouldn't be receiving it. I've I've noticed that it's it's a big issue with him because you, you look at this bloke and you say, all right, I feel like he's got a lot of skill, but why is he kicking so bad? He's he's kicking the last couple of weeks has been really really poor, um, and I think a lot of it is because he's yeah he's getting the ball. He's asking for a lot of handball receives from blokes like the Conning when they take a mark or they go for a kick and he's trying to get the handball receive running past and he's instantly under pressure. Don't ask for the ball if you've got someone right on you. Just just please don't. Um, but yeah, his kicking under pressure is, is, is shocking as well. I mean, he really he really needed to um, step up for us this week and he just didn't. I felt like he played on Michael Walters. He got a couple on him. One of them... Uh, one of them was a really terrific goal by Sonny. You saw the crumb, the dribble along the ground. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, look, if you're going to be playing on a bloke like that, you're going to be right on him. But, yeah, for me, Zach Williams, big um, big disappointment for us this week. Uh, just our small defenders, are, like, all these small forwards are killing us. And you've got to look at the small defenders. Uh, there was one instance where um, Saad, he was caught between two defenders, didn't know which one to go to, started the uh, creep forward to the first one, and then Bull got kicked over his head, took a mark, Shields goal. Shields kicked three goals on him, mate. I mean, as good as Saad is, yeah, there's that fine line between obviously trying to um, attack and rebound the footy and actually defending and playing on your man. And, you know, he's going to get caught out when he's such a such an offensive weapon off the halfback. But um, I thought I thought Lobb absolutely dominated us. I, I, I knew he was going to have a good game. I could, I could just see it. Him, uh, him and Frederick, there was one occasion where both of them were completely open over the back of the pack. Um, and Young and um, Party both sucked into the contest and the ball just goes right over their heads. They completely misread it, misjudged it. And uh, yeah, just went to two, two uncontested free players who could just walk in for a goal. I was like, oh, either one of them. No, no worries. No worries. I mean, that's just inexcusable. I mean, you can't, two of you can't possibly misread the footy that badly, can you? You're professional footballers. Um, another bloke I want to touch on this week, and I'm a big fan of him. If you listen to the pod every week, you know I'm a big fan of him. But Zach Fisher, that uh, was not a good game. That was not a good game. I copped a lot of... I got to a lot of shit trying to um, talk him up this week and say how he's ha- how he's having a career best year and he's averaging probably close to 20 and a goal off the half forward. Like, what more can you ask from him? He's doing everything we need. I'm happy with him. Oh, mate. this boy, He got pinned so many times. And he just didn't have any real impact on the game. He didn't find it enough. And when he did, he was getting pinned. Um, so, yeah, I-, I thought it was probably his worst performance for the gear. But uh, look, it was probably a lot of blokes. Uh, Jack means you're you're done. You're you're done. Um, all all day, I just felt like they were just going on on his side of the wing, that close side. If you're watching on the tally, which I assume most of us were, because it's an interstate game. But yeah, that close side of the wing, it, it was just getting flogged there all day. 
I mean, all day it was. That, that was our uh, very well. Obviously, trying to um, how they were obviously trying to score, but yeah, that they really made an absolute mess of us on Acres or Driscoll, uh, blokes like that. Brayshaw was tremendous for them. I mean, Schultz kicked three. Uh, he, he looked like the best player on the ground for parts of the day. Rory Lobb also dominated us. I didn't feel like that was as a direct result to. Um, Sorry, I didn't feel like Rory Lobb kicking a bag and playing such a good game necessarily meant that uh, Lewis Young had a really poor game because actually, like, obviously he went in the ruck, he went down forward. He did a little bit of everything, but I actually thought he, he did a right on him. Um, Brennan Cox, that bloke was amazing, especially in the first half. I felt like he was everywhere, mopping up everything. Um, and then, obviously, uh, Luke Ryan, he was pretty good. And uh, Swikowski... You look at Alex Pierce, he was pretty good on Harry Mackay, he was wobbled. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting one as well, Harry. But, um, what do we think of him? His performance was probably the worst I've seen. Maybe, I don't know, it might be his worst game since he since he started playing consistent AFL. I think it was probably maybe his worst game. He just didn't have any real impact on the game. You could see he was he was hobbled, that, that knee did not look right. Um, yeah, he just could not make much of a contest for us, couldn't get down the ground much. And uh, yeah, look, honestly, Alex Pierce, as much as I thought Harry was gonna have a field day on uh, Alex Pierce with Charlie Kern, I just felt like the two of them on the smaller defenders, I feel like we'll really be able to uh, utilize that mismatch, but no, they um they, they, they played brilliantly as as a as a back six with Cox, Pierce, uh, Jordan Clark played superb, Luke Ryan, all those boys. You really saw Freo's defense really hone in, always having one man rolling off, trying to intercept in between um, in between our forwards. So, all right, let me get into my uh, three key takeaways. So, if you're new to the show, every week I'll do three key takeaways of what I think uh, my three key takeaways were from the game. Uh, three things that just really stood out to me, or have stood out a couple of times, and you know, building up over a couple of weeks. Uh, but my first one this week it was really clear for me. That, the one, and it was, we, we tried something different. I thought there was a clear directive to switch the play a little bit more off the halfback, to look and go through the corridor a little bit more. I, I did, I know we did execute it, but I, I definitely felt like there was some directive to go through the corridor a little bit more. <laughs> Sometimes we try to go through the middle, we didn't have options, so we slowed it down, and that kind of defeats the purpose of it, because when you go through the middle, you're trying to get quicker, faster entries. Um, and a lot of the time I felt like Freo defended, look, they defend the ground really, really well. We know this. They're a really good defensive team. But uh, we would try to go through the middle. We'd try to hit that switch kick or something, and we just didn't have anything on. And then we'd go slow. But you can't you can't try to play that kind of brand of football and then, you know, oh, when you don't have something on, you just kind of slow play, slow play. We really, we really needed to move the ball a little bit quicker when we did go through the middle. A lot of the times when we did do that, they just had the pressure as well. So that, that, I'll touch on that a little bit later. But um, yeah, I, I definitely felt that when uh, that this week compared to previous weeks, we went through the corridor a little bit more, which I want us to definitely continue to do. I know it's going to be a work in progress. Uh, but this week, yeah, just it didn't work. This week, obviously, but I think uh, I think it's definitely a good move from Vossi because we're very unpredict- we're very predictable. We obviously uh, we love going down the line a lot, and I felt like as the game wore off, that's what happened. We started to kick long and down the line again, 
again. Um, and it's old habits just kind of, you know, still there with this group. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's an interesting one because obviously if you're trying to change the way we're going to move uh, move forward, we're going to need to we're going to need to get out of some of these dirty old habits like those long long clangers down the line and stuff like that. So I think that's really it's an interesting one to keep an eye on because I know some people think I uh, think otherwise on that. But uh, next one is when we tried to move the ball from the halfback, I felt like. I just, and this is every week, this isn't just this week, I feel like every time when we're moving the ball off the halfback, we're relying on a, on a Jack Silvani lead-up, a Charlie Kerno, a Harry Mackay mark, uh, and when those aren't happening, it's always going to the opposition, always. But it's it's just, the, it's the same thing all the time, oh, we don't take the mark, and there's just three or four crummers there to pick up the ball, and they, and they work it out so easy, and rebound 50s um, occur. And I just think that, like, I understand we have a lot of tools, so that um, that we can get exposed uh, like that. But if we have a lot of tools and we're trying to you know hit up these tools a lot, instead of just letting it go to the ground all the time, we need to be we need blokes like Always and Dirt and, and Jack Martin to obviously you know win some of those ground balls. But if they're not going to win them, at least put the pressure on and create a stoppage. We we're a stoppage team. We can play, like, it is so easy to play to your strengths as a stoppage team. Create stoppages, create throw-ins. Every time, you, if you're gonna go long and down the line and you're not gonna mark it and you haven't gotten it out 10 times that way, just get it in for a throw-in. Or just, um, you know, if it's got if it goes to ground, lock it in and create a stoppage. It's, it's really simple, honestly. Um, yeah, because I just feel every single week, we kick it long to one of our tools and, you know, when they don't mark it, Ball spills to the ground, and there's always three or four freer players, or whichever team it really is. The opposition always have three or four uh, smalls, crumb the ball, flick, flick, handball, and then they work it out pretty easily. Um, and I feel like that's how we get caught. Uh, we get caught on the counter attack a lot. For me, I definitely want to be seeing this team lay a little bit more uh, tackling pressure around. You know, the marking contest, not letting it. You know, if we are going to go long. To the tools, like not letting it, um, not letting re- repeat uh, inside fifty so often. And another thing, just j- just punch the ball out of bounds, cre- create a throw in if we need to. Because I, really, I think that's a gr- I think that's a way better option to create obviously a throw in than to let um, to let the smalls keep crumbing and work it out. So that's number two and number number three, which was my main one, was we we just couldn't land the final kick inside fifty. We are. We overused the footy completely today, completely. Um, I think, what, we had the top four or five possession getters on the ground from memory? Uh, yeah, top five. Walsh, Chera, Cripps, Docker, Hewitt. They all had 30 plus. Um, but what did they do with it? I, I just felt like we weren't really damaging with our with our possessions. And when we were trying to go through the middle and we tried to get that over um, overlapping handball game going and stuff like that, the rundown pressure from Freo was just too good. It was just too good, um, especially when trying to go through the middle. So, yeah, they shut us down. They put pressure on us. They set up brilliantly, uh, brilliantly behind the ball. They, they did. They just completely shut us down. I felt like the pressure from Freo is the kind of intensity I want to see our boys kind of bring when teams are trying to carve us up through the middle of the ground. Because I didn't see that enough. I really don't. Um, but yeah, I, but yeah, look, that's all for the, for the three key takeaways of the game. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, I definitely felt like we weren't out of the game. Really, honestly, I still felt like I knew we were probably going to lose, obviously, but I felt like even in the fourth quarter, I felt, you know, once Cripps kicked that goal, I'm like, all right, captain's goal, this is good, get a couple of goals. I, I did feel like maybe we could have made a late push for it, but um, yeah, it, it just really didn't work out. It, it really didn't work out, did it? I mean, Swakowski killed us in the last quarter, and, um, you know, they really just started to pull away again, and 35-point defeat, it does hurt, but... There's obviously, obviously, I think our defense needs to work as well. Um, here's some good stats for you, just for everyone to know. This year, after six rounds, Carlton, we rank 15th in opposition score per inside 50. This week, Fremantle had 27 shots from 56 centuries. That's 48% efficiency inside 50. 27 shots from 56 centuries. So that's about 48%. I think the AFL average is roughly around that 40%. So you can see, obviously, that they um, they got good purchase for their return uh, inside 50. This year, the Blues are 14th for points against from turnovers. 13th from defending ball movement. So I think those are three really alarming stats, and I think they, they clearly suggest... Uh, you know, a lack of um, a lack of knowledge. Uh, I wouldn't say a lack of knowledge in our game plan, but I, I I think they just uncover a weakness in our game plan that we still we still can't defend the ground very well. We're still conceding goals too easily um, in our in our full, in our back half, and it was the same last year. It really was like sometimes you just feel like teams like when they get a run on us, they're just kicking some goals and you're just like what like come on guys you gotta be better than that and you look at instances where you boards giving away three free kicks you're looking at you know when i know the game was over but uh weedering when he does that double fish straight into the lap of tabernacle and then he kicks the goal you look at things like that um even though i thought weedering was 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 good on the day and he he always is but um yeah i, I definitely think i definitely think defending ball movement is going to be a big a big, um, a big talking point for Vossi and the boys uh, over the rest of the season. But uh, let's get into my votes for the day. It's uh, not the best way, best day to be giving votes out when you lose by six goals. But look, at the end of the day, we still had five five players <laughs> with over thirty touches in a game where you lose by thirty six points. You don't see that every day. But uh, obviously, best on ground. No, no ifs, ands, or uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it was Paddy Cripps, five votes. He was clearly the best player for us. Um, yeah, as I said, go look at his highlights, please. Just magnificent. Four votes I gave to um, Adam Chera. Thought he was really good in his return game back to Optus Stadium. Then uh, three I've given him to Doherty. Thought he was really good. Took a couple of nice marks. His ball use is tremendous. I gave two to George Hewitt. He's Mr. Consistent for us, as we all know. And I've given one to Sam Walsh. And he may have had 36 touches or whatnot, but that it wasn't a uh, it wasn't the best Sam Walsh performance for me. It wasn't. But uh, look, he started like a cat on he started like a house on fire. Sorry, but he is um, it wasn't his best game for us. Let's just uh, we'll leave it at that. But honestly, I actually as I know he didn't get a lot of the ball, but I actually almost wanted to give Jack Martin votes. He only had like, what, maybe 10 or so touches and, and he only kicked, what, one or two goals. But uh, 
I thought he was actually really important for us, to be honest. I think he he only kicked the one goal, but I felt like he had a real um, a real presence around in that game. You know, laid a lot of laid a lot of tackles, good pressure. Um, I thought he might have been our best forward for the day, really, aside from Charlie, obviously. Um, but yeah, he he was quite good. I think you you start to look at these um you start to look at the the smalls and you you think Durden probably needs a spell. He's had a quite a couple of weeks, and yeah, I just I just think he needs a spell. Probably bring someone else in. I like the partnership of always and him. I like the chemistry they're building, and I want them to keep continuing to build that chem- chemistry. But I would I would not mind seeing some changes this week. Durden just hasn't really provided enough for me the last two weeks. Uh, look, if you're only going to have like five or so touches, you're really going to be making a lot more pressure and tackles around the ground and I just didn't really see enough of him I didn't see him do a lot of that I thought always started the game off brilliantly with that goal that was that was um, really nice nice little snap out the stoppage um, and I love his work rate to get up and down the ground but um, yeah for me I think Durden this week which it's interesting because if you asked me at the start of the year who I thought was better I, I would have said I reckon I reckon Durden will be uh the one to stay in the team who'll be better and always will fall out. But right now, it's definitely, um, yeah, you probably give it to always, always. He's had the better start to the season. And I look, obviously, Durden's real young. He's he's, rookie. he's pretty much a rookie, so. But he'll be good. He'll be good. He needs time. He'll figure it out. I thought uh, I thought Cottrell played one of his better games for the club again. And um, you know what? Last week, he didn't play too bad either, so... He's another. He's an interesting one because I'm not a fan of him. I don't think he can kick a football, but he was um, he was all right for us on the weekend, to be honest. And he'll he'll hold his spot, unlike the other wingman who I think just needs to go. He played his fiftieth game on the weekend, and that's Will Setterfield. I'm done with the Will Setterfield experiment. I think I just think he's too slow. This bloke just every. I'll tell you one thing about Setterfield. Watch him. Every single time he gets the ball under pressure, he just snaps it around around his body. That's all he does. He doesn't look where he kicks. He just bangs it on the body, snap around the body. Has no idea where he's kicking all the time. He's got no composure under pressure. He's so slow and he gets caught all the time. Um, he's just not providing enough for us right now. He's just, you know, in that bottom five, six players who, you know, we're just, we're carrying too much. We need blokes like that to start lifting and... Um, yeah, I, I think he has to get dropped after this week. I really do. I think he needs a week off. Uh, I think Durden needs a week off. And oh, there's no way Boyd's playing after that. No way. <laughs> no way. So there will be some changes to make this week. Um, as of tonight recording, I've heard that Liam Stocker will be back. It's also been rumoured that Jack Carroll is going to get the start, which there's been a lot of hype about this kid. So we're going to be interested to... Uh, to see how that goes. Now the question is, if those two are coming in, you've got Matt Kennedy, who didn't play this week, and you've also got um, Silvani. So obviously I, I think those two have to come in. And then we know that Jack Carroll is gonna come in, we know Liam Stock is gonna come in. So there should be four changes. Uh, for me, I reckon they'll probably change maybe Parks for Stocker, Setterfield, Kennedy, uh, Jack Carroll will come in for Boyd 
Uh, or Durden, technically, because Boyd was the emergency, and Silvani will come in for Pidney. So I think those will be the four changes this week. And that's a great way to start the preview for round seven against North Melbourne. So <laughs> what do I really need to say about North? Because what do we all know? We know that they're, they're bottom of the ladder. They've won one game. The only team they bet was a depleted West Coast side. But I've got a North mate. And he told me, well, you know, we played all right against Sydney. And, you know, as bad as we really have been, even if you look at that Western Bulldogs game, they they did beat them in two quarters of football. They did the same thing against Sydney. So as bad of a team as they are, they're kind of like us. They only play like half a game of football. So I think it'll be a good, I think it'll be an interesting matchup. But um, no, look, I, I obviously think we will win this week. Uh, North have had... North have had a lot of games where, yeah, they've only played like half a game or they've had a lot of times where uh, they dominate, you know, one quarter at the, you know, at the, at the clearances and then they absolutely get smashed in the next, uh, which Carlton's is not exactly like that, but like, yeah, we can play really good for a quarter at the clearances and then just kind of slowly start to fall away. They're a little bit like that, but they're really, really dependent on Todd Goldstein at the moment. When Goldie's in the ruck... Um, they can dominate the clearances for patches of the game, but they're really inconsistent because once they get sh- um, the other bloke in there, what's his name, Jer- uh, Sherry, uh, he's not a good tap ruckman at all. Uh, so they can be on for a quarter and then just off the next, kind of like us, a little bit similar. I think um, I think they're going to pay a lot of attention to Paddy Cripps because he's, right now for me, he's the best player in the competition, hands down. I don't think anyone... I don't think if you look after six rounds of football and you said, okay, after six rounds, I need one player to help me win a game and he's going to uh, replicate those performances, I would have, I'd easily pick him. Easily. His, um, his first six weeks have been elite. So I think, look, they're going to have a look at him. Uh, you know, maybe LDU goes to him. He's a big body. Greenwood. I think they'll put Greenwood on him. I, I reckon Greenwood will go to Cripps. Big body, try to match up on him. I think it might be a bit of a combined midfield effort because I really don't think anyone's going to be able to stop him uh, the way he's flying at the moment, really. So I think for them, they're probably going to put in a lot of work to Cripps and it'll be a good opportunity for Walsh, Hewitt, Chera to maybe take off the load off him a little bit this week, rack it up and really really show uh, that you can't you know, put a man on Cripps or something like that. That's if they do do that. But... Uh, Teams have been bullying them in the midfield this year. And I feel like we're, we're the perfect team to really put them put them to the sword of that. We're, we've got a good midfield. We've got some depth. We've got some big bodies who can just absolutely ragdoll them. I mean, when you look at it, when you look at um, Cripps, Hewitt, Chera, Kennedy, the, the, those four are pretty big bodies. And then you look at Walshy, the ultimate runner, who's still got a bit of beef on him and, you know, can um, do his own thing. Yeah, we, we can really bully them and punish them in the midfield this um, this week. The possessions against North, though, I don't really care about how much we're going to dominate them. In, like Every team this year against them really racks up the disposals against North. They all stats against North Melbourne look inflated. I'm going to really be paying, paying attention to if we can be damaging with it, though. Because this week we dominated the footy. We get a lot of the footy. We're racking up a lot of, a lot of disposals, but what are we going to do with it? Can we really hurt this side? Uh, this week, our mid's got plenty of it, but they, it didn't generate a lot of scores. So that's that's what I'm really looking forward to this week. Can our, can our mids 
Can they hit the scoreboard themselves a little bit more, like they were the first few weeks? And can they actually, um, you know, can they utilise the ball a little bit better? I think Ben Mackay is going to miss this week for them. So again, we're not going to see the Harry Ben matchup. Someone just tell me. I mean, we all know it's it's silly. I mean, they're obviously two different people, but this is getting ridiculous. Every year, every year, there's been something with them. I mean, I don't know. Imagine if they are the same person. That would be, that would be elite. All of the Carlton Football Club, all of the North Melbourne Football Club, they're all in on it. They they change the training session so they can make it. They change the game day so they can make it. Have they ever been spotted in a room together? I don't even know. Aside from draft night, probably not. But um, no, I think it's I think that's quite funny that they, again they're not gonna get the chance to match up on each other. But um, we don't even know if Big Harry's gonna play. Here's a test. If he does play, um. It, it, it would be awesome, but like to be honest, I really don't think we should play Harry unless he's 100%. If he's like 80% and he's like, I can play, like, you know, but I'd just rather not risk it. Let's win a game without him. Can we win a game with one key forward like we did last year? Bloody oath we can. Bloody oath we can. Against the bottom side in the competition, I'll tell you this much, it'll be an absolute embarrassment if we can't. So, um, yeah, but look, if we uh, whether we have Mackay or not, we don't really know at this stage. I'm gonna assume we do have him because I feel like they're gonna play him, to be honest. Um, and he did run out the game at the end of the day. Uh, he did finish out the game. I don't think he finished on the ground, but he did uh, play pretty much the whole game on Saturday. I think um, the matchups on our, on our forwards is gonna be a really interesting one this week because they're, they're key defenders. It's, it's Josh Walker and Aiden Core. I mean, Neither of them are really going to look much threatening uh, on, on a Charlie Kerner, to be honest. If I was Frio, uh, sorry, if I was North Melbourne, this week I would honestly make the switch. I would bring Jack Siebel back to the back line and I'd play him on Charlie Kerner. I think he'd be the best matchup on Charlie Kerner out of, the, out of him, Walker, and, um, and Core. Especially if Harry does play, I think it'll be better, yeah, put Josh Walker... Um, to Harry, bring Jack Siebel out of that forward line, get him down back, and get him to play, just get him to play on Charlie Kerner all day, because I think he's a really big body, he's strong, he's a good matchup for Charlie Kerner, that would be a really interesting matchup, and if they did that, I'd like to, re- I'd really be interested um, in seeing the results, to be honest, but look, if we've got Harry and Charlie up there, they're not gonna be able to mitigate our tools, and t- to be honest, I don't even really want our tools to absolutely like kick bags of them the way um, other, like last week, Jeremy Cameron kicked what, six or seven. Uh, Hawkins had a field day out as well. I really want it to, I don't want it to be that um, key forward centric. I really want it to be a team effort, a team thrashing, a demolition. I want to see us lowering the eyes, hitting targets. I want to see us implementing, you know, parts of our game plan in this week against teams like this, not trying to go through the middle and trying to change things up against the top four side. <laughs> I mean, that's not really going to work very often, but I think against the side like this, we're going to have opportunity to, you know, practice defending the um, defending the ground a little bit better. It's at Etihad, so it's a smaller ground, so we should, we really should be able to, to, um, to defend the ground a lot better against a side like this, who's at the bottom of the ladder. Um, their efficiency inside 50 is is shocking. What all teams do against them is they just 
They're just floating numbers. They don't have enough players to really put an immediate pressure inside their Ford 50. They've got they've got Curtis Taylor and Zoha. I mean, Zebul's been playing Ford there, but you know he's not going to give you too much. He's older. He's not going to um, you know put a lot of pressure on and stuff. But yeah, really, as a backline, all we really need to do is just do what's been working every week for every team against North Melbourne. Flood the back line. They're not going to be able to find targets in there. And honestly, our small our small backs, they're going to be able to just absolutely rack it up this week. Everyone listening right now, I'm going to put my hand up. <coughs> I'm going to say Zach Williams is going to have 25 disposals this week. Plus, I think Saad could definitely, but I'd say he'll probably have... To, he'll have He'll have his 20 disposals, so if you're, if you're betting people, definitely have a look at those markets uh, because I really do think that in a game like this, Zach Williams is just going to clean up all the, uh, all the loose balls in that back line and he's just going to rack them up. Um, yeah, blokes like him, Liam Stoker, even if he goes back there, even though he plays a little bit more of a uh, one-on-one defensive role, blokes like that, they will get a lot more disposal uh, for us. There was five to 10 plays every week are getting exposed. If you look at this North Melbourne team, you, you, you don't know half the team. No matter how much you love football, you do not know a lot of people on this team unless you're a North fan because they're nobodies. They, they, they just are. And to be honest, I've looked at our bottom five or so players and yeah, blokes like Setterfield and Boyd and Parks and, um, you know, I'll probably have to put uh, the Durdens, Durden in there and... Um, you know, Cottrell and blokes like that. I feel like they've been letting us down, but it's nowhere near in the comparison when you look at this North Melbourne side. Um, and that we've just got to really expose them as a, as a whole twenty, as a whole eighteen out in that field, and a whole twenty-two for the day. We're gonna just have to play better footy. We're gonna have to. Um, we're gonna have to play as a unit. We're gonna. Honestly, the only thing the Blues are gonna to need to do is is win the is win the footy. We're gonna, we win the footy, we use it better than them, it'll be an easy game for us. They're not a good side. Um, that being said, I do I do know that um, they had the wood over us over the last few years, to be honest. They, um, we've really struggled against them, haven't we? And last year, you saw Larky kick a bag on Weedering. I reckon Weedering's going to look at this matchup and say, there is no way in hell I'm letting you do what you did to me last year. No way in hell. Because I think that game was a massive reason why he didn't get the All-Australian selection. A massive reason. Uh, getting getting a bag kicked on you by Nick Larky, like, it's not because it's Nick Larky, it's because it's against North Melbourne. I mean, yeah, that part, that definitely hurt his All-Australian chances last year, so I think that'll be a good matchup this year, and I think, I think Wiedering will do all right. I think if we play, um, if we defend the ground well and we're not letting a lot of, um, a lot of quick entries and blokes like Tarrant Thomas, uh, you know, blokes like him and Zohar and, and Simpkin, if we're not letting them, like, you know, roam free and run uh, and run all over the joint and inject their pace into the game, I feel like we're, I feel like we'll win this game. I think the way North Melbourne beat us is once they get their speed into the game with their players um, that I just mentioned and they start breaking the lines, I think that's how we'll get defeated. On the other hand, for us, I think, I think we have to really... Uh, focus on trying to go through the middle a little bit more, but not move it slow. When we go through the middle, move it quickly. 
Uh, trying to be a little bit more unpredictable when we are moving off the halfback. I feel like we always go to one side all the time and then oh, if we want to go through the middle, we'll only go through the middle. I mean, we've just got to be unpredictable when moving the ball off, off our back line. I think that's a really, really key point for us this week. I'm looking forward to um, seeing... Uh, the the bounce back from Zach Fisher. I want to see him have a good game because I, I've really believed in his in the season he's been giving us so far. And uh, to see him put up what he did last week and cop all the shit I did from my mates after bragging about him, I want to see him bounce back on Saturday night and show everyone that he's a good footballer. I'm interested in seeing Jack Martin. He's been in a couple of um, he's been in some good form the last couple of weeks. And I I feel like he could, he's due for like a big. Three or four game, three or four goal game. He really hasn't done that much for us recently. Um, you know, so I, I I feel like this could be the game. He's due. He's due. He's been in some decent form the last couple of weeks. He's, you know, starting to find a little bit of it. Um, starting to have a bit more of an impact on the game. So I think that'll be really interesting as well. Uh, other than that, yeah, I I I feel like our mids are really just gonna dominate them. This is a good. Opportunity for DeConning to go um, to go up against Goldie, and then you know obviously he's going to be going up against the second choice ruckman as well, which I think it's going to be a good uh, a good contrast so he can see where he's at in a really experienced old head in Goldie, and then you know the youthful uh, Sherry as well. So I think um, with our midfielders, if if we can dominate the clinches, which we should be able to. Uh, and DeConning can have a you know decent game. I feel like it'll be maybe a six or seven goal, six or seven goal win really uh, at least. But in saying that, they do have the wood over us over the last few years. I have said this. They we just seem to struggle against teams like this, and I'm bloody sick of it. We need to fucking win. That's all the Blues need. I mean, you look at our next few weeks now. We're four and two. We win this week. We go to five and two. Then we've got Adelaide. Um, at Marvel again. We could go to six and two. That that's an awesome result. If we're six and two at the end of round eight, we can get some percentage back up. We really need we really need to make some use out of this out of um out of this team this week because we need percentage. We really do. We're we're sitting at what ninety seven percent ninety five point four percent, which is we're eleventh in terms of percentage on the ladder, which is, you know, shocking. <laughs> but um yeah, so I think I think we'll have a good win this week. I think um, I think if we can win by, you know, at least seven or eight goals, that would really help the percentage. But yeah, it's gonna gonna be an interesting game because we generally don't perform well against North Melbourne, and we don't perform well in prime time football, Friday night, Saturday night football. No, we we've never really played well in. So it'll be interesting to see how it turns out. But um. Yeah, let's see how we go. Let me know. Uh, head down to my Instagram page at, Car- at the Carlton Bluebaggers podcast. Uh, let us know who you think is going to win this weekend, who you think our best uh, player was on the weekend, our 5 4 3 2 1. And uh, check it out. And thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we'll see you next weekend.